The boys from the box are back in your ear holes to talk about gaming past, present and future. Whoa. I'm one half of this outfit, James Eyed. I'm the games journalism equivalent of a Nintendo Switch that's been running non-stop at full speed since 2017. And I'm joined by Game Boy, no, Game Man, Mikey Mikinson. Thank you. Hello, Mikey. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Did you like that intro? That was beautiful. I could tell beautiful. it tickled you. <laughs> it tickled me very much. I, I mean, there's there's some nice dollops of Zoolander in there, which I always appreciate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep our references clearly on our sleeves here. Uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these. It so it's been. lovely. It's it lovely to, to be back talking with you. Uh, we've both been busy with... All lives. sorts of things, all sorts of, <laughs> just lots of lots of life things, and in fact, lots of playing things. There's been so much stuff that's come out, and yeah. also we we can't go without saying that Twitter decided to steal our uh, our identity to a certain I extent. I can't believe it. Do you I know, know? Actually, there's a good point for for logo. I might just steal theirs and maybe paint it a different color. There we yeah. go. Done. Job although, done. Although you know, it's made me realise it's 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 pretty fascist anyway. So maybe maybe we need to change it. <laughs> We need to it, move away from the X. It's been fascisticized. Well, it, it's true, but if Elon's keen on X's, which he is, yeah, um, maybe we you know, you never why. know. We could get some Elon love, yeah, from Elon and his fanboys. You know, really boost our numbers. Really? Do we want that? When, Do you know what? Yes, I, I'm not sure if for a person who wants to own X.com or does own X.com, I think he won't be too pleased about other people trying to be X. How about X Drive? It's true. It's true. That's the fundamental thing. Anyway, sorry, right. Um, first up, here's a brief look at news headlines. So uh, I'll go through the things I've acquired and feel free to interject. Um, Minecraft has become the first video game to hit 300 million sales. That is amazing. That is absolutely mental. Um, and obviously, like, how long has Minecraft been going for? It feels like... Isn't it 2000... I used to play it at college, Nine? so... It, yeah, no, you could be right. Actually, that that would track. It's it's absolutely it's somewhere around then. Maybe maybe it's even earlier. But uh, yeah, that's absolutely phenomenal. Obviously, updates for it are still coming. Is available on nearly bloody everything these days. Uh, you know, um, I've played it in VR. Obviously, got it on Switch. Played it on PC. Played it on the Xbox. Played it on everything practically. Tablets, phones. In fact, yeah, I test a lot of phones by playing Minecraft on them. It's one of the games I used to test them. So that's pretty nuts. Um, that's pretty crazy. It's such a good game, and it's always updated. So every time I go back, there's a million things that have changed. Yet the fundamentals always remain the same. Um, I'm gonna skip a little bit, but speaking of Microsoft, the Microsoft Activision acquisition. Should I say that five times first? Has finally closed. So after nearly two years, um, what I wanted to ask you, Mike, is do you think we'll ever see a mainline COD game on Switch? And if so, do you think it'll be Warzone or its own standalone title? Or do you think they'll just do a few ports of some of the older games? Um, It's a good question. It, it, it gives me kind of horrible flashbacks of trying to play a, a Call of Duty on, um, on Wii, I think it was. And oh, and yeah. with Wii, obviously you're kind of limited. It's all got its motion controls, and so the camera tracking was absolutely god awful. And um, yeah, that, that was really painful doing that. But for Switch, I don't, I don't see why 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 it couldn't run some kind of low version of. I guess a I guess a recent one. I don't think they'd make it. They they'd make a special one. 
for it. Maybe they might do a Modern Warfare 2 kind of semi-remastered because they've just recently redone that, haven't they? I think they'd probably do their own Switch-only COD game that will have its own version of Warzone, so they won't have to worry about making it cross-compatible. They won't have to worry because it would be made for the hardware. Because technically, the Switch could do some of it i mean you can run crisis the crisis games and a few other like um heavy hitters on the switch but obviously the hardware is old as balls now obviously 2017 uh is when the switch came out and even then the the chip inside it was not uh, exactly a beefcake at the time so yeah or they might be waiting for the new switch which we'll talk about later but um well what's the yeah, one on mobile isn't is that just called cod mobile Yes, it is, yeah. Because that's not Warzone, is it? But maybe maybe they'll translate that across. Yeah, that's very true. And and that game looks great, despite it can run on... That's another thing I used to test on phones. Yeah. Uh, that runs on everything. like, And it has a very wide range of things. I've, I've run it on potato phones that cost 100 quid, and I've run it on, uh, you know, £1,000 phones. And there's, there's differences, obviously, but uh, I think the Switch could manage it. Um, sorry and then <laughs> well there you go uh, if a potato can manage it then switch can manage it this is the summary um, also uh omni-man and homelander are coming to mortal kombat 1 uh as dlc characters uh, i've not played the new mortal kombat yet have you played it at all mikey i have not i have not i was quite excited about it i i, I thought it looked good but then i've recently gone back to the reviews and the re- reviews have not been so good it's hard they haven't been to... so happy with it but it looked quite fun and fluid it, it's hard to kind of um, innovate and, and separate with the Mortal Kombat games, especially as there's been so many. Um, the last few years they've done pretty well, but they really have to shake it up to, to make it kind of interesting. Beat 'em ups by their nature are quite limited. Yep. Uh, don't 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 come for me in the. I was going to say don't, don't come for me in the me. comments, but yeah, don't at me for this. But I th- I'm sorry, I just think it's inherent in the design. I think you really have to work hard to innovate with them, which you know isn't necessarily a bad thing, but. Um, yeah, for something like Mortal Kombat, it's it's really stuck uh, to quite a formula. Um, yeah. Omni Man will be coming in November, and Homelander will be coming in spring. I don't understand. I mean, right, I get it. It's DLC. It's just characters. It's, mm-hmm. Essentially, it's just skins. Well, it isn't, but you, they also have moves. But I don't understand how you could have Omni Man in the game because he's so OP. He's so powerful. I don't Is he know like a you... Superman? I, I actually haven't yeah, seen the boys. You've never watched Invincible. Oh. In- I thought it was He's the from boys. Invincible. Homelander is from the boys. Okay. Omni Man is from Invincible, and they're oh, both basically evil analogs for Superman. Okay. Um, however, there is a galactic difference in their power. Uh, there's a video I'll send you. Uh, okay. uh, Death Battle uh, by the guys at uh, Death Battle, or they used to be Screw Attack, but anyway, they do a, a battle and they ma- they put the stats of the two characters together so i'm going off on tangents already and we're only at the news section anyway point being omni man is so much more powerful like he could probably tear superman apart in one punch that's how powerful he is so i get it it's all fun and all that but it 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 might the geek in me is like that wouldn't work unless there's a reason uh because i'm lame like that um and (laughs) or something well oh yeah i don't know if he has a weakness like that it's been a long time since I read those comics. Um, and lastly, the Lego, Lego Animal Crossing set launches in March <gasps> next year. Are you yes, going to buy it? Yes, it looks so cute. Um, that's a good question. We might actually. All right, because we've got loads of the Mario ones now. 
Nice. And uh, did you get the Sonic ones? No, I saw them in the store because we had an extended period in the Lego store quite recently, and they're quite different. Have you played with them? I've seen them. Um, I've thought about getting them just for the reason that they're how I originally wanted the Mario sets to be. I.e., he's a posable, movable character, yeah. not following a gimmick. Yeah. Um, I love the Mario sets, but it's like you make a stage and then the kids are expected to use the character to run through that stage. And kids won't do that, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, adults won't do it, <laughs> really. Well, it, yeah. it's, it seems kind of silly and nebulous, whereas I like that the Sonic ones are like, yes, you make the stages, but you make them for fun. And the characters aren't huge, blocky yeah. abominations with screens in their chests. Yeah. <laughs> they actually look like Lego versions of their characters, so... Um, and there are launchers, aren't there? Oh, at least what I saw, there was a little launcher, oh, so you can oh. send him going around loop to loop. I didn't see that. So, yeah, maybe it's a thing I will um, pick up at some point as I'm starting to build quite a Lego collection. Have you seen my Pac-Man? Um, no. I've got a Is it a giant Pac-Man, Pac-Man or is it a... What is it's it? The, it's a Pac-Man arcade machine that I got <gasps> for Father's Day that I still have not built. Is that is that the working SNES one? Uh, it's not It's not a SNES, it's, it's a... Oh, arcade machine, sorry. Yeah, but it's, it's an arcade machine. One. Uh, I think it has uh, some. I'm thinking of another one. I'm thinking of another no, I think one. it has think... some things it can do, some movement because I know the 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 Nintendo that I've got the the Lego NES with the TV that does have some articulation as oh, well. That, that's the one I'm thinking of. I think so. I think this has something like that, but I haven't built it yet, so I don't know. Oh, anyway, sorry, exciting. so many tangents. Lego uh, is good. Lego is very news? good. Uh, I don't think so. I think they, they, those are the, those are the things they finally. Yeah, Microsoft app was in finally closed. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, Not well then I'll side. follow that up with uh, just games that are out this month that are of note, especially as we're we're recording this nearly at the end of the month. So oh, there's so much, and here. there's so much gold coming. Well, there's uh, Marvel Spider-Man Two for PS Five coming October twentieth. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is almost out. I assume you'll be getting it eventually, Mikey. I eventually. won't be for quite some time because it probably won't be out for PC for at least a year. Also, I want to find out if it will run on Steam Deck because by then, Steam Deck's hardware might be getting a little bit old. Um, to be fair, Spider-Man and Miles Morales both run perfectly fine on the Steam Deck, even though the thing often feels like it's going to catch fire or take off. Have you ever seen it running... Have you ever messed around with the Steam Deck much? Oh, no, I haven't caught one. I haven't, I haven't even touched it. Absolutely should. Yeah. Okay, well. I have to pop over and not I think, have a go. I was about to say, I think the last time we did one of these podcasts, I was like, oh, we should meet up and do some things. Anyway, what I will do is I will bring the Steam Deck and you can um, have a tinker. Because it gets, it gets incredibly hot when playing Spider-Man. So it's kind of the, the limits. Anyway, uh, Gargoyles Remastered is coming to PC, PlayStation Xbox, Nintendo Switch, October 19th. That's tomorrow. I've just dated the podcast. There we go. Um, and Hellboy uh, is coming out. Uh, today. Well, today. Yeah, October 18th. So, so um, are you interested in either of these things? Do you think you'll get the Gargoyles game? Because that, that's an old, like, kind of Mega Drive game or something like that. It is, it? yeah, that they've remastered. Um, I like it for the sake of nostalgia, but no, all platformers don't really do it for me. Platformers have to really pull something special out of the hat for me to be interested, like Cuphead, for example. That does interest me because it's different, and I love the animation. Um, but generally, no, platformers I got tired of in like the 90s, early 90s, so I'm not really a big fan of them anymore. Having said that, are you going to get uh, Marie? Not sure. 
Maybe. What? I probably will because I love Mario, but 2D Mario's have been quite repetitive for quite some time. However, the whole point of of Wonder is that it looks very um, uh, different. Um, Actually, I was going to say, are you going to get Mario Wonder? The character, Uh, the power-up, sorry, uh, characters. uh, The power-ups look interesting. I I pre-ordered it literally just before this show. (laughs) Wow. Okay, you have to tell me if it's worth Uh, getting. I'm I'm sure it will be. all in. (laughs) I'm sure it's going to be great. It's just... uh, yeah, 2D Mario has to do something really... Well, like I said, platformers have to do something really insane to impress me. I think I really enjoyed Mario Maker because, yeah. of course, the making aspect. Um, whereas Super Ma- new Super Mario Brothers U, I found really dull. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it, it, it's Oh, that was quite cute. It's, yeah, but it just doesn't really... But I really like 3D World as well. I don't know if you actually play, you played yes, through that. Yes, I reviewed it and loved it. And okay. it's three D, so yeah, I, I, I don't know why that third dimension seems to adds, seems to really do it for me. They, well, we, we've got this is the first proper Mario coming out where all three of us are going to be basically Mario heads and able to play. We've got three controllers for the Switch, and so uh, yeah, so we're going to be able to play three three player multiplayer of Wonder. Oh, nice. So that that's quite cool. That's That'd that's that's awesome. the main thing I'm excited about. Oh, very nice. There you go. I, I'm quite tempted to get um the Illusion Island thing as well. The the Disney one. Oh yeah, that did. I tell you what, actually, from what I've just said about platformers, that did look quite interesting. I I yeah, I was interested in that. But that's uh that's it's very multiplayer Metro- heavy. Yeah, it? and it's supposed to be Metroidvania-y, isn't it? But very 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 light. They need to, just like they've done Rogue Light, they need to have a Metroid Light or something. Mm. I think they're a lot more, um, even though they're quite complex, they're quite cleverly designed now. I used to find Metroidvanias uh, quite frustrating. I was going to say when I was a kid, but when I was a kid to young adult, um, because I hate the whole doubling, going back on yourself and having to remember where things are and all that jazz. doesn't annoy me quite so much now, and the way they're designed feels a lot more intuitive than, than it used to, so... That, that yeah. helps. Um, anyway, moving on, what have you been playing recently, Mikey Mikey? I have been playing uh, Baldur's Gate 3 for my <gasps> Sims. Beautiful game, yes. I, I mean, th- I am two years too late for you uh, because you, you, uh, you were playing it properly in early access. I was playing it. In a, I played it before early access, actually. I got what? a really early preview build. Uh, to do with, uh, to do with um, an interview that you're, I did for them. Okay, not not your not an eternal secret D and D club that you're part of. That God, I wish. Touch with. No, I, I, I've I've been in these in my life, but I'm no longer uh, a privileged member. But for my sins, I did obviously get a very early version of Baldur's Gate Three. I love the game, but I have done the beginning part where you leave Avernus on the Nautiloid so many times. And originally with such a limited set of characters. So I, st- I can't remember. Before release, I stopped playing Baldur's Gate 3. Like several months before. So I think there was one, maybe two updates that I deliberately missed. Yeah. Uh, where they introduced sorcerers and maybe barbarians or something. Yeah. And I, I watched the the unveiling, but I refused to play because I wanted to wait to release and be surprised. And I was. There were lots of bits at the beginning 
including sections that were taken out, which I was really surprised by. Um, yeah, which was which was really really good. So Absolutely so so, so have you got back into it at, at f- with the launch version? Well, I don't I don't want to. Yes, basically. Sorry, I don't want to I don't want to ambush uh, your 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 bit. But yes, I've been playing Baldur's Gate three. I'm a huge oh, fan of the series. I played Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 back in the day. Baldur's Gate 1 is one of the games that got me into RPGs. I still have my boxed copy. Oh, wow. Um, I also played, like, Planescape Torment, Icewind Dale, yep. all of those games. And, um, yeah, I've recently been playing a little bit of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 on the Chromebook because... Hey, you went back. The, they're on the Android store and Chromebooks are on Android stuff. And I love uh, Divinity series and D&D in general. I've got my D&D books... Uh, you probably can't see them, but they're somewhere in this room. Um, and yeah, lo- absolutely love the game. I- I'm curious to see what you think of it. Uh, I think oh, it's I love it. Staggering amount of depth, really well written, amazingly act- uh, acted, voice acted. Um, yeah, just love it. So you you've started it what five five or six times let's say. <laughs> yes. I mean, I I I've, I've started. I can believe it because I've started it already like three or four times. So, um, and, and that's even from you know just 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 before launch um how far have you actually got in my previous playthroughs or now in, in your previous playthroughs oh um ever let's say well because the game isn't entirely linear i would get to different places so there was a bit where i got up to visiting well yeah okay i haven't got past act one ever okay um like so right now i've just done the hags and the goblins and all that jazz whereas before i think i i killed the hag i just started the goblin bit but i swear it was shorter and smaller okay um and this time round i've been take i i go a lot slower i i try and explore everything and i try and really max out everything i can find in an area before i leave okay okay that's neat so does act 1 finish does that go through to Moonrise Towers, basically? Yeah, Moonrise Towers is Act Two. Okay, fine. So I'm in, uh, I'm in Act One, uh, and uh, I've done Goblin Camp, and I'm about to go into the Underdark. That's 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 where I am. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you have you been to? Have you seen the Underdark at all? Have you been down? Uh, oh, I, I've I've watched it a little bit in the video, and I'm so I'm quite excited about that. But I, I made a foolish mistake of. I unlocked it and then didn't get a portal down there or something. I, I presume there's a rune somewhere there early on, but I didn't get it. And um, so I, I went away back to camp and rested and all this sort of stuff. And then I've come back to into it. And of course, since I've slaughtered a whole lot of their goblin friends, the goblins aren't too happy to see me in the camp. Oh, you and, killed the goblins, did you? Uh, yes. Yes. Quite a lot. And, oh, yeah. Me too. Yes. Um, it kind of it seemed to kind of push you into it after a while, but um, maybe there was ways around. Well, they are thoroughly unlikable. It's great writing, but like, because usually goblins are just a thing you kill and you don't really think about it. In this, they are quite loathsome, even though that they now have a purpose. In fact, that makes them worse but, now that they're but, actually a threat. But some of them are, but then some of them are actually, you know, quite friendly, and they're they're just getting drunk out, you know, drunk outside of the 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 camp. I know that poisoned them. What? You can do that? Yes, you can do that. How do you do that? I slip poison into their drinks. Oh, huh? 
And then the ones that survived got absolutely murderized by me. And every time I find an area where they don't know that I'm murdering them en masse, I murder them, usually with Asterion, because he's... Sorry, Astarian, darling. Astarian, darling. Astarian, I love Astarian. I found out the voice actor is from Birmingham, actually. The um, Neil... I've forgotten Neil... his name. But yeah, he's absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's very, very good. And man, he's having such a lot of fun with that character. So so Astarian is very good with the goblins, is he? Yeah, the, the sneak attacks and some of the more clever... Thieves have a lot of utility, so you can do a lot of really interesting things with them, like you know traps and all kinds of jazz we've got to do a proper show about this because because there, there's all sorts of things <laughs> should we do a pod solely about Baldur's Gate oh yeah absolutely absolutely I, I mean an episode rather than a whole new show I don't think we oh, really sorry, yes, a whole sorry, new show. we can't fair. maintain one already <laughs> yeah that's fair um, so Baldur's Gate I've been playing the other thing I, I played and completed is Chance of Senar however I say I that I one so this is it's an ubisoft game but it's kind of little so it's a puzzle one where you are basically translating these kind of hieroglyphic language languages um across different levels of tower and the it's the equivalent of a tower of babel but you have um four or five different lands um and um each has a different language and you're gradually kind of doing these puzzles to try and figure out what this, each of the symbols mean from the context that they're they're appearing in as you're going around. It's really nice. I really recommend it. So I picked that up for about, I think, about 15 quid on PlayStation. So I played through that. That was very nice. It is, it's well up my alley because I like languages. So that's that. Um, I've been playing a hell of a lot of Sackboy. We're almost at the end of Sackboy with uh, my daughter. Nice. Yeah. Have you tried? Uh, I guess no. It's a PlayStation One, so you wouldn't have tried it's a PlayStation that. One. I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's only PlayStation that one. It's it's very cute. It's very very well done, and particularly the multiplayer is well done because they've got, um, you can do parallel accounts to do to do multiplayer, and so if you're playing together, it progresses both of your accounts, both of your save games, and it's just really really nicely and um, elegantly done that one. I thought you'd be pleased that I was uh, looking at maybe getting uh, bug snacks for the Switch. If if it's like a tenner or something like that, or 15, how much is it at the moment? I can't remember. I think it was still somewhere near full price. What is full price? I think it was like somewhere near the £50 mark, I think. Don't oh, quote I would me because I don't have it in front of me. Okay, I'll, I'll have to, okay, I'll have a look afterwards. It It's not really a 50 quiddy game. I, I'd do like 15 or 20. It's very good though. I did like it. Um, yeah, I played the, played the hell out of that game. Um, and then then the last couple. So I went back to Cyberpunk. Uh, I can't report that much on there apart from it looks very nice. Uh, I'm running around using a katana again. Um, did you get to... the DLC? No. Okay. I didn't complete the uh, the game originally, so so okay. I've still got tons tons to play through. Um, I'll have to report back on that next time because um, I don't have that many updates on it apart from it's all right. Piku Niku is another one. Have you seen this? It's a it's a game. I think it came out a few years ago, and you play as a little red blob with legs, basically, and you go around. and Your primary thing is you can kick things, and um, it's it's really funny and very cute. 
uh, and it's got a kind of good, kind of slightly dark, surreal sense of humor uh, with very, very boppy music. And so it's quite entertaining again to play with my daughter and uh, she gets vastly frustrated with it and I do. And then it's very funny. And then the final thing is Storyteller, which is um, one where you make uh, stories out of... It basically tells you the the kind of broad story that you need to do. So, for instance, uh, the king is betrayed, let's say, it will say, and you have to put frames together with characters using settings and characters to to tell that story. It's okay. I got I got it via Netflix, so it's 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 oh, been... Nice. I still find it very weird that the the Netflix offering games. I think they started doing it just as I stopped covering games, which is a shame because uh, I uh, I can't remember if I told you this story. I went to a party at Netflix's uh, London office, which, by the way, is massive. I can imagine. And is that in Kings Cross? In Whereabouts are they? That was in central oh, uh, okay. central London, uh, just just off uh, what Soho. Uh, no, 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 no. Somewhere off Oxford Street, if I remember rightly. It was a long time ago, okay. um, but it was insane. Um, what I've been playing, obviously, Baldur's Gate 3 as well. Um, Look, can just... you tell me about your character? Obviously, we'll have to, we'll also have to have an additional episode where we talk about one and two and also three and everything about three. We could do a Baldur's Gate episode or we could do a, a CRPGs or whatever episode but uh what just, rpg no i'm joking i'm joking obviously every single episode we talk about crpgs that's true and I'm, I'm still useless with them but but you know steadily i'm baby stepping in there uh without to go too far into it and tangent too much i'm a sorcerer uh with high charisma i have items to give me high intelligence but i've also uh been playing a fancy new switch oled um i don't know if i've told you this or how much i can say but i used to have a switch oled uh but i I had to give it back uh, to my work, which sucked. Yeah. So I've bought my own one. Um, oh, I forgot so. that happened, in fact, that, that, that you had to give it back. That's very I sad. I didn't. Every day, every day was yeah, a course. painful reminder. Everything reminded me of God forbid switch. you have to pay for your own stuff now. Well, exactly. Disgusting. Disgusting. So um, I went and bought a fancier one. I bought the red Mario edition one, of course. which uh, is absolutely lovely. Make the other OLED really... feel jealous. Exactly. If I boring white plain OLED, I've got a red one. Uh, what's nice is it's red on the back as well, which is pretty cool. Um, so I've been replaying some of my other Switch games on that, especially the ones that I bought when I didn't have an OLED, just to see them on the fancy screen, like Tears of the Kingdom, for example. But the main thing, uh, main things I've been playing, I've been playing a little bit of Red Dead Redemption on Switch. The physical nice. release just came out. That's supposed uh, to be so very good. It so this is the original Red Dead Redemption. It's been remastered a little bit or retooled for Switch. <laughs> not, not that much remastered. It's it's a little bit remastered, but it feels pretty... As it's, it it's a port. It's a port with some improvements. Okay. Um, but it was a rock, you know, it's a Rockstar game, so it was already of a very high standard when it came out. Oh, like 2009? Yeah. Something like that. Um, so it's really, really good. It's it's so, great to play again. Uh, I, I remember I used to play it on my housemate's Xbox a million years ago. So Blast from the Past, slightly dated. It's definitely of its time in the sense that you have these huge but empty open worlds. Uh, it really made me want to get back into Red Dead 2 as well because uh, Red Dead 2 is such a, a jump. Not that Red Dead 1 isn't good. It's just Red Dead 2 is insane. Oh. 
it's, it's so massively different Red Dead 2. Oh my goodness, it was 2010. I thought it was earlier than that, Red Dead Redemption. Okay, fine. Oh, yeah. Um, I've also been playing a little bit of Persona 5. Bought that a while ago. Nice. I've been a Shimagami Tensei fan for years, and I've played some of the older Persona games, like 2, 3, and 4. I have no idea why it held out so long. I think it's because it was really popular, and I was like, nah, screw that. But it's cool. good. It's popular for a reason. So I've uh, been enjoying that. Uh, that is another Tales. time suck. Persona Five and and oh uh, Borders Gate Three in parallel oh. is probably uh, unsustainable. Not, I'd say not a great idea. Yeah, but they are great. Just a small Red Dead Redemption ways. in the middle as well. Uh, I've also been playing. I've only played it a couple of times on Steam Deck, but I bought War Tales because I saw it in a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. It seemed very up my alley. Uh, you know, tactical, uh, strategic, turn-based uh, RPG. Uh, reminded me of Game of Thrones meets Fire Emblem. I'm a huge Fire Emblem fan, so I was like, and I've been saying for ages, like I wish someone would release Fire Emblem, but with, you know, actual um, bad guys who aren't comically evil or like who are actually conflicted or like uh, moral ambiguity or mm. violence, all these things that I think would really make it insane that Nintendo would never do. So it's very much like that. I've also been playing the Robocop demo. I'm a huge Robocop fan, uh, a fan of, I love 90s action films and sci-fi in general. So these overlapping films like Terminator 2, Aliens and Robocop are totally my jam. The game is really good despite me keeping very low expectations, but it does feel slightly bare bones and lacking polish in the demo that I've played. Oh, really? Um, but but good. It's still despite it looks all this, fun. Like still, the, the aesthetic is so is really there. The aesthetics really they've they've got that pretty tight, which is good. Um, also, I have a huge weak spot for that publisher uh, Nacon because I worked with them oh, a yeah. lot. Uh, sorry, Nacon. No, it's French. It's Nacon. Anyway, um, so yeah, I love Robocop, but inherently as a concept, it Robocop himself doesn't really translate to games very well. Because he's like nearly invincible, he's a tank, he's slow moving, and he only really uses one weapon. And they've come up with some interesting solutions to this. Okay. Um, but the demo does so much right, and the atmosphere is really good, and I hope it gets further developed. I think it's out in November. I went to play the demo before we started recording, and the demo was timed, and I didn't know that. So I went to play it and was like, oh no, you don't have it anymore. I was livid. Oh no! <laughs> but I can't rate them down on that. It was good. Um, oh, that's sad. As in, and... you've played played too much of it, or it was no, only no, no, within no. a time bracket that only you could play it. Only within a time frame, which is annoying. Uh... There's probably clever ways that I could tinker with to get it working, but I just can't be bothered when it's out so soon. Um, yeah, so that that's mainly what I've been playing. The things I haven't played yet due to backlog, but I will one day at some point, is Phantom Liberty, Cyberpunk 2077 DLC, Payday 3. I paid, I played Payday 1 and 2 quite a lot back in the day, but they are time sinks, and they're better to play with friends. And Counter-Strike 2, I probably... I, I don't know. I'm nostalgic for my days of Counter-Strike a long, long time ago, but... It's probably moved on now. I'm not uh, that, really a fan of the competitive gaming space. That that's another one I'd be happy to play with you if you if 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 we could. Let's do it. Always. The topic of today's show is dream consoles. We were talking about this uh, off uh, on on chat. Um, firstly, what was your first console, Mikey? 
So, so I have a, a technically and a and what I consider to be my first console. So, um, the first one was I did have a Game Gear back in the day when that came out, but then the Game Gears, and I, uh, which I like very much, I had Sonic, Sonic and Knuckles, Shinobi. I think those are the main games I had on it. But if you ever had it, it took six AA batteries. And I remember powered through them very quickly and then broke down. So, so after about a year, something like that. So it was not terribly, um, it wasn't a very reliable thing. And then it was quite a few years later when I got my first proper console because we weren't allowed until then, which was the Nintendo 64. And the Nintendo 64 was quite a good console which I think many people do agree. So that's what I count as my first proper one, the Nintendo I feel 64. it's sometimes overlooked because uh, yeah, there wasn't really? as many games on it. And, uh, yeah, it's, I can't uh, name any. There was definitely Mario somewhere there. Yeah, there's the first party ones. ISS, but even then... That's what we played a lot as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I and then there's some funny green elf dude that nobody remembers. <laughs> Obviously, Goldeneye, everybody has. Goldeneye, of course. Goldeneye memories. Now an Xbox I, property. And I remember playing Perfect Dark because you know, <gasps> Goldeneye was amazing and going, oh, there's no way they can improve on this. And then playing Perfect Dark, which is an improvement. It seems to have more of a plot, if I remember rightly. Yes, it did. It did. And, because, and, and it, variety. it was all their own property as well. So they weren't trying to jam in an ex- a pre-existing storyline. And, and sci-fi as well. You had Elvis, who was just fantastic to play as yeah. in multiplayer and it's you know a talking alien and a flying talking laptop which yes, the, yes. we're in living in the future and i don't have my flying talking laptop i have a stack of laptops behind me and none of them can fly so what is the point <laughs> what was your first console my beautiful man <laughs> my first console was the the nes the nintendo entertainment system which uh it's kind of ugly, but I, I love and I have a lot of respect for Although the games play like absolute bum. Uh, I had Mario plus Duck Hunt with the Zapper. So I was quite lucky, actually. And my first handheld or what felt really like my first console, because it, uh, it uh, my, my brother didn't live at home by that point. We'd moved away. And, and I, my, the first console I went all in on was the Game Boy Pocket. And I had started with Pokemon Blue. I still have a Game Boy Pocket. I have. It's not the Game Boy Pocket I had because my uh, parents threw it away, which I remind them of quite often. So, so it's this my is, most prized position. This is but precisely 1998. Um, I'm, yes. I'm going to tell you yep. that now. Okay, great. Yep. Fantastic. I have a red Game Boy Pocket as well as Game Boy Camera. Game Boy Camera is one of the things that got me interested in photography. It literally changed my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Blue and the Game Boy Camera and... Uh, Link's Awakening, which again, another tangent. Today we're full of them, probably because we haven't done one of these in a while. But I've been playing the the latest, the remake of Link's Awakening with my son recently on the Switch. <gasps> That's nice. And oh no, I played it. I played it, it early in the year. And uh, yeah, he's he's kind one. of understanding it's that it's a game and how it vaguely works. He was really enjoying hitting baddies earlier. So yeah. Anyway, so that's that's my uh, first consoles really. Um, I think I have. I think it's probably one of the reasons I have such a soft spot for Nintendo in general. My brother had a Super Nintendo, which I always wanted, and I had a NES. So when I got my NES, the SNES was out and was the big thing. Nice. Um, so I always wanted his instead. Um, 
and yeah there are some absolute classics on the NES although I find a lot of the games unplayable now whereas I uh, whereas the Game Boy to me is just iconic it's just I, I, ca- I cannot get over the it is. amazing design I, I have a and huge love for handhelds to play. which I've told you about my huge love for handhelds before and, yeah. and love those little self-contained systems but the the person who designed the the Game Boy and the Game Boy Pocket specifically Gunpei Yokoi, um, uh, and, and who made the gaming Game and Watch absolute legend in 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 design in hardware design, um, uh, so yeah I I just I, I can look at Game Boys all day that's why I've got a framed Game Boy and why yeah. I just absolutely love absolutely love the the simplicity also i love how it's uh nintendo's philosophy kind of distilled into a nutshell their whole thing of they call it withered technology where they take technology that's not the newest and it isn't necessarily good but it's Mm. yeah it's called withered technology um but they repurpose it so hence why even that's why you had a game gear in the 90s and color screens were around but instead um nintendo went for an awful you know, pea green monochrome screen because it was so much more battery efficient at the time. Well, completely, you could actually take it out and about and play it. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, and I'm pretty sure I used to do that. Um, so, and and it's still a a philosophy Nintendo stick to even today, and it's quite interesting if you think of the modern parallels and how that works. So, even if you look at the Switch, which on some ways seems innovative, but when it came out. Like I said, like I often remind us on this podcast, the the CPU in it was not cutting edge. It was not uh, high powered even at the time. The screen on it was 720 when that's like, okay, maybe good for a handheld, but we'd already had an OLED in the PS Vita, you know, and uh, HD plus screens were already in our phones. So it's absolutely fascinating that Nintendo still very much operate on this kind of philosophy, which is why we're never going to see an amazing like a nintendo system that will ever challenge microsoft or sony ever mm. unfortunately well not not on not on hardware or brute power they'll they'll challenge on other things which is they've got really good at i kind of love that their main thing is their ingenuity um sorry again tangents but relevant to our conversation it's quite interesting in everything that has been going on recently around the gaming industry with basically the AAA games being incredibly difficult to make and taking a lot of people, a lot of time and a lot of money to make and therefore the pressure being on them to be incredibly bankable and everything you associate with blockbuster games and that kind of blockbuster level. And that is primarily, I mean, those kind of games exist mainly on on sony and 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 microsoft now nintendo has their own kind of blockbuster games but the way that they make those great is by focusing on the mechanics and focusing on actually making them fun and they completely going back to not only the ethos that you're talking about in in um um, what do you call it? Withered, withered hardware. It's, it's, I have it as a quote in a in a Nintendo thing I've got somewhere. That's so it's good. Withered technology. Withered which technology. Doesn't sound nice, does it? But it's, it doesn't. It's fascinating uh, philosophy that they have. Um, so good. Yeah, and but, also to put, support the point you were making is is like yeah, and indie games have been so big on yeah. the Switch as a, as a counterpoint yeah. to that, and the forcing the sort of creativity and difference, and rather than 
some triple games have been triple A games have been ported, and as you said, Nintendo have their own. It's hard to say triple A, but yeah, they have their first party titles. Yeah, but they're usually quite different. Yeah, they're quite different, and they focus on being fun, being fun games, and you have that whole um. Oh, what on earth the Smash Brothers um, um, designer's name? But he made a whole YouTube series recently about game design, and you know the primary thing is 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 the fun, and it feels like the rest of the gaming industry has somehow lost track of this in the pursuit of trying to find business models for you know live service games and big games which they can charge seventy quid for, and beyond you know a few they've lost track of games are there to entertain and and for you to have fun with and you really don't need the big graphics to now i'm not saying anything but um particularly shocking here but i think there's something interesting about nintendo's always gone up and down in popularity because of this philosophy and switch yeah, has obviously been in incredibly popular but i suspect that actually let's play into next year for instance i suspect that that if they do bring out this Switch 2 and they do have a few of the kind of the solid bets like, you know, uh, Odyssey 2 and things like this. And, and and I doubt Prime is next year, but but that's probably the year after. But, you know, big games, I think they'll do very well for themselves and keep that kind of steady drumbeat. Yeah, I've, I've found it amazing how, how, how many times the big, game studios have fallen on their face uh, in the past couple of years but we've talked about this it's going to drive me nuts if I don't say it Masahiro Sakurai, sorry <laughs> yeah there you go, thank you sorry um, what a dude That's he he's, he's like is. a mini rock he's literally star. put himself in hospital to make you know, games, especially the Smash Brothers uh, franchise um, yeah again, not to, to to blow too much smoke up their collective bottoms, but that's one of the reasons I am a huge Nintendo fan over everything. It's it's the huge innovation and the emphasis on fun and creativity. Like I, I have a lot of different consoles, I have a lot of things, but the ones I come back to the most often are the Nintendo ones. And it doesn't even have to be the latest ones. There are certain older consoles I always come back to. Uh, I you know, and there's a certain fondness you have for them. So when I see a Nintendo Wii. You know, I, I smile, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. The Game Boy, I have such strong feeling for. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to my favourite console in a minute unless you want me to segue straight in. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm say one thing about about the do. Switch, that, that that if only they could sort sort the software, um, the, the shop out, it would be perfect because that shop is still absolute gobshite. No, I haven't. But, that, that, <laughs> but, but, but the shop... And the fact that you you browse in one level down and you're into one pound or or fifty p games, which are absolute nonsense, is rubbish. It's still rubbish, and they 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 need to improve it because hopefully they can then take those um, designs onto Switch Two and the, the the shop there. But what is your favourite console? Sorry, I've been dying to say this. <laughs> so I've been a PC gamer for a long time, and the Switch is the console I'm the most invested in. I have a lot of fondness for the Game Boy, and, and that was a crucial part of my upbringing. But the SNES is the best console uh... I've ever made, ever. 
even though I have a lot of fondness for consoles like the Wii and uh, the Switch is the one I've gone the most all in on uh, ever. The Game Boy was what, a huge in buying part of games. My you mean? Pretty much. Yeah, and uh, investing. I mean, I I have a few Switch consoles now. I I've got so many games. I've I've played it probably the most. I carry it around like it's the most the console I've interacted with the most. Um, the Game Boy, like I said, was a huge part of my upbringing. The NES was my first. You know, <laughs> there's quite a pattern here. But the SNES is my favourite console of all time. Um, just because, one, I always wanted one. I didn't get one. <laughs> and also, there's just so many solid bangers on it. There's like Final Fantasy VI. There's Chrono Trigger. There's Fire Emblem, even though Fire Emblem didn't come out over here. There's, um, I forget what Super the Super Mario is. World, isn't that then? Super Mario World Classic, Metroid. Zelda Link uh, Link to the Past is one of the best games ever made. Yeah. Again, don't at me because it's just true. There's so many absolute bangers uh, <laughs> on that console. Um, so many great games. Uh, the Fire Emblem series, even though that was Japan only. The Metroid uh, games. Games? Game. Um, Mario World uh, Link to the Past. Yeah. Um, all Street Fighter. I could honestly go all day. Um, there's just Mario so Kart. many Chrono Trigger, Mario Kart, lots yeah. of amazing series got their first sort of start on the on the SNES, and it's just it's just all about the games. And also, I'm slightly nostalgic for a time when Nintendo was hardware wise, yeah, you know, one of the top dogs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Very early on. I mean, it it, it taught me. Oh, well, I was going to say early earlier. It it, it taught me about humans who hate other humans through that rainbow road track um because <laughs> Maybe that's why i like it so much uh when, when when it had no sides i remember finding that incredibly frustrating so so yours the snares i didn't actually see that coming i don't know why I presumed it would be the N sixty four or something, but but the SNES is the SNES an absolutely excellent choice. I think uh, my mine. Uh, I mean, it's very tough picking a favorite one, but I think mine has to be the the PS four because I I mean I've had lots of consoles since the Nintendo. I think I've had all of the mainline Nintendo ones since N sixty four. So. I had GameCube, Wii, Wii U, now Switch. Wii U is actually surprisingly very good. I know it's it's much maligned, but um, it had 3D World was excellent and great fun playing on it. Yeah. And uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, a game that we don't talk enough about, also came out <laughs> on Wii U and we piled 150 hours into that, but even before the Switch one, we got the Switch one. Um, so... So that holds a, a special place. Switch kind of does, but I get too annoyed about about the 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 power and the running and the load times on the Switch, and it's it I kind of go very much up and down on it because it's a deeply kind of a deeply unsatisfying experience uh, because of the load times. So if they can fix that in the shop, then uh, then then I'll be very happy. Um, so PS4, I had the P- I had, I've had all the PlayStation since the PS2. So you had the PS3. So how did yeah. the PS4 feel coming off the back of the three? Because I know the three 
or by some people was much maligned for it's expensive, it's huge and chunky, and I can't remember if hardware hardware wise it delivered for the time. I think it was impressive. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? it was good. Because I think I think PS3 was around the same time as 360, wasn't it? The 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 Xbox 360, or maybe maybe Xbox 360 was kind of between PS3 and PS4. I don't know. Anyway, um, PS3. Uh, yeah, I got I got in a in in America, I think. But all of the ecosystem stuff and the and the buying online stuff hadn't really really properly kicked off by that point, um, and so it was it was in a kind of funny weird middle place, and I don't think all the stuff transferred to the PS4, so I think they had a bit of a kind of not super backwards compatible the kind of time between ps3 and ps4 which makes a massive difference because that is the main thing between ps4 and ps5 and then ps4 like i built up the biggest kind of bank of games because i was buying digitally as well as you know a few in um in boxes and uh ps3 had started off assassin's creed but then you had assassin's creed was assassin's creed 2 still ps3 i think that might have been ps4 but you had so many, so many excellent games on on PS4. Um, PS3. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Assassin's Creed Two was PS3. I can't remember. Uh, but um, all I know is that PS4 rounded out everything that was really good about the uh, about the PlayStation line. It had the very, very accessible um, uh, kind of digital store. And it kind of optimized that, and then uh, had really, really good fluid multiplayer. So uh, it was just a very, very, very bankable and satisfying machine, and that's how I ended up building up quite, quite a massive library on that, which has stretched over to the PS5. And you can tell it from tell the strength of the PS4 from the fact that most of the games are still playing for the PS4, the coming out for the PS4, stretching to the PS5. Um, and there are so few kind of PS5 exclusives. What are your thoughts on the mid-generation um, revisions, like the, the, the PS4 the Slim. Pro and Slim and things like that? Uh, I never, I've never got any of them because I don't really need kind of the 4K stuff. That's interesting because I've heard a lot of people say the, the OG PS4 while an amazing system uh, sounds like a rocket ship when it runs certain games. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, the fans. I, I don't have know if that's true. I've, I've never, um, never owned a PS4. No, it's it's, it's very good, but but yeah, the, the the fans have always been pretty bad. The, even with the massive bulk of the PS5, which is dedicated to having a a, a stronger fan, um, which I've never mentioned ever, and won't. I mean, it's it's tucked away, it's hidden away, but I have to literally open. In the, the same way that a a bump on a pregnant woman is hidden away. It, it's well, it's in a solid cupboard, so you don't see it. But then I do have to open the cupboard door, so it becomes entirely pointless because otherwise it'll just overheat in the cupboard. So so that's how I have to play, it, especially when you get to things like Baldur's Gate, where it starts panting as soon as it loads it up. But it's amazing the stuff the PS Five can do. I'm very very happy with it, even though it is. You know, the, most of the benefits of it are faster playing of PS4 things. But it feels like a, a, a leap. Sorry, we're going off topic from the PS4 a tiny bit. No, but it fine. does feel like a leap 
from the PS4 because I, I have used the PS5 and even I was shocked at how awesome the hardware was. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. does. It is elite, but but it's then it's just it's questionable how much is how much things actually take advantage of it. Yeah, that's true. It's it's quite interesting when you find a game that's um, I hate using these terms, but like a B tier game instead of a triple A game or something that has long load times and stuff. But I'm playing it on insane hardware this should be it's just been poorly optimized yeah yeah it's exactly that exactly that and especially when you get games like spider-man where you have instant fast travel and it's because it, they've done a ps5 version and they've optimized it for it it is incredible how it works but then you pay for it and 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 the fact that you know ps5 proper games are 70 quid base is just ludicrous to me and you, i mean i've expressed this quite a few times on this show that just the the sheer expense of games um 70 quid is is taking the mick yeah it's bananas that and it will and it will go up again anytime that they find a, a justifiable recent they will yeah once they find the excuse to which is nuts when you consider most games these days are now digital not some not half most of them yeah yeah that's exactly it that's exactly it well to to move on from our, our favourite consoles, uh, going back to uh, the Switch, which has dominated much of our conversation uh, this evening. Um, what what are your expectations, and what kind of what do we hope for the Switch too? I mean, for example, the handheld space isn't what it was back in twenty seventeen um, at the Switch's debut, um, with many third parties and and big guns now as well, like the Steam Deck, Logitech. Um, mobile phone technology, uh, things like the ROG Ally, like they are now making up that that space. Nintendo aren't the sole kind of kings of handhelds anymore. Even though they're still kind of on top, they are not the only one, and they're not the only big boy out there. Got yeah, said that in a convoluted way. No, but but also the 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 fact that they are not premium end is fu- uh, is funny as well because the whole point of the switch is that it was kind of console quality things in a handheld but they're not there even if they launch the switch 2 then it's not going to be as powerful as uh the the steam deck or or even you know the playstation portal thing which is a, an incredibly tethered thing to your playstation I know, I know it's silly. I know it's silly. I was talking about, about to say this. very quick tangent on that, but what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm honestly tempted by it. But really? I, yeah, but it, I suppose you I, like I completely the Wii U, see so all. It makes sense. Huh? Well, no, it's I, I get I get all the limitations. I'm not buying it to be a Switch. I'm buying it to be a, 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 a be able to play the PlayStation around the house. That's basically it, and and because you know the television, we have it attached to the main television that is most often being used. So even if I'm just sitting on the sofa and able to play uh, play it while I know my daughter's watching something, that that is of benefit to me. And uh, I've tried doing the same thing on my phone and it's not, it's suboptimal when, when you're playing something like Baldur's Gate. And uh, I, could, I could alternatively get a backbone. That would probably be... Uh, um, the... I was going to say, yeah, because you can stream the games you don't need yeah you could just it's it's an incredibly narrow minor value proposition yeah i I probably should get a backbone instead but i i like the look of it 
Okay. That, that, that's my summary on it. But I know I, I completely get why everybody is down on it. But I think it's uh, it's it's for a bit of a PlayStation hardcore. Uh, so we were talking about Switch Two. What do what do I kind of want out of it? The yeah, I mean, there's the obvious ones, isn't there? Like most people want to see some form of screen upgrade. So um, most people want to see 4K docked and at least a HD display on the screen, which is entirely possible. But that going back to Nintendo's policy of withered technology, he says using air quotes. Um, you know, they they probably won't. Like, yeah, and I've I heard, think if it I've does heard already upscale, that it's an LED screen or whatever it is. Exactly. They'll use and LEDs are obviously LEDs are obviously out. This is again them using old tech because it's cheaper to mass produce and they can just buy it in bulk um, off the back of a lorry. Um, but uh, it's just interesting because I, I think obviously what we'd like to see is an OLED screen standard because the the Switch OLED looks so amazing, which is hence why I've got out bloody bought one again um yeah and i think docked i don't think we'll ever ever i don't think for a while we'll see a 4k nintendo console i think what's much much more likely is um something that's like 2k maybe docked i just don't think what is it at the moment then if it's not 2000 switch is a 1920 by 1080 oh is it okay i don't know yeah no uh, sorry 1920 by 1080 docked and obviously uh, 720 and sub 720. Oh, is that how it works? Okay, yeah, fine. it's really not. Certain games okay. are the full 720, and and even then, actually, even 1920 by 1080, not all games are like that. When I when you use those kind of the larger numbers, it tends to be the first party games anyway. Some games like uh, this isn't the best example, but The Witcher can run on like sub 512, or I think in some cases 420. Xenoblade Chronicles is similar. It, it, because it's they are graphically more demanding, but they just can't do um, that kind of um, sustained performance. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and also thirty uh, thirty frames is a bit is a bit lacking, you know, uh, for for frames per second in this day and age. So having a screen that can handle sort of uh, sixty, ninety, or one hundred and twenty would be would be a game changer forgive the pun yeah no that would be that would be yeah it, it, it feels that like it has to be it has to be something like that but also it sounds incredibly unlikely like it's got to be i think it will be more powerful i don't know i don't know how much more what i wonder is is that just the hardware side as well just thinking about it and whether because they'll probably keep the same form factor as the switch but i wonder if they'll do anything anything weird with the hardware again especially given that nobody uses the the uh kind of accelerometer switch or very little of the accelerometer stuff in the uh uh well some people use sort of gyro aiming i, I don't know that's true a that's lot true. of people do because of how popular but yeah no i see what you mean i mean the things i would obviously love to to see is improved cpu obviously with advancements like apple's uh, A17 Pro chip and the Snapdragon Gen 2, which aren't only more powerful but can handle, like the Snapdragon uh, chip can handle things like ray tracing. Yeah. Phones can do ray tracing now. They, I don't think any games actually uh, monopolize on it, but they can do it. Yeah. But this is the thing, like, I'm, I'm not sure how interested in, like, an upscaled Breath of the Wild or something I really am, or, you know, 
because they'll have to they'll still have the same kind of market of games and it just really depends on where are they sourcing more intense performance games from and what kind of level they are like i've i've heard that they're kind of kind of ps4 it's 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 going to be kind of ps4 level power so i wonder what that really means and what that really changes because nintendo for their own games you know those are obviously always the heroes of the platform um um that they, they always optimize it absolutely amazingly so 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 it performs beautifully anyway um but i just wonder about what's going to change about third party games and and what a power, more powerful console is going to allow them to grab from elsewhere if if everybody's building for um a higher gen but maybe they'll be able to get some kind of slightly lower gen things of uh, versions of current gen games i'm not sure because i mean people are still making ps4 versions of things like i say but by the time like this comes out i think that would be less and less the case so so what what do you kind of want from it oh, well I mean, beyond more more power yeah so obviously the, the the screen is obviously one thing i would love to see some of the modern mobile chips uh put in yeah. because especially as some of them are we don't even see them at full power in our phones because once you've got a fan attached my god they just take off yeah. uh, also i'd love to see um ram and the architecture just improved because you and i as we were saying earlier were both spoiled by things like the xbox and the playstation's load times being near non-existent and it's quite frustrating when you go from one to the other so when yes. i go from playing the xbox to then picking up the switch and having a minute plus load time especially on a first party title that's ridiculous that's that's uh, that's crazy uh, battery ba- better battery life is always uh, a plus but improved cpu generally means you'll get that anyway and do you know what even if you don't even if it's still clocking only i don't know three four five hours but it's a serious graphical improvement i think that's fine i don't think uh, i think the dock needs a serious improvement i think either there needs to be no dock at all it needs to fold up or be part of the design of the system or if there is a dock it's a separate piece of hardware and it includes uh, some sort of like external GPU built into it. I thought that was w- what would happen Ooh. with the Switch. I thought by this point in the Switch's life, because I thought the Switch would last a long so time. So what? So it literally gives it extra extra yeah. processing power. Could, when you, well, it's when doable. It People, do, there are gaming laptops that do it now, mm. and there are systems that do have external graphics cards. Now, it's not the most efficient way to do it, nor is it. Uh, it's quite power hungry, but it works, and people have done it, and it and it looks amazing. Um, so I think a lower end version of that, you don't have to cram in a huge, chunky, powerful thing, but just imagine if the dock, because it has so much dead space in it anyway, if you're going to make one the same size, maybe put a small, um, supporting graphics chip in it, even if it's just the same chip that's already in the new switch, but two of them suddenly upping its processing power would be insane. Um, also as we were talking earlier, um, better online functionality to be faster, more stable, better voice chat to support things like Wi-Fi 6, because I'm pretty sure the Switch doesn't. Um, better UI with more customization in software, but also on the stores, because the store is shocking. There's there's 
know things like ratings or personalized recommendations which just seems that's more than 10 years old i think steam was doing that so long ago yeah um, no, no. i mean it's, it's all nonsense even the, the just the filtering of them is is terrible it's it's terrible the amount of dross you have to search through just to get to something good even in sales even yeah on exactly the sales titles it's a pain in the bum um better joy cons or better controllers obviously without drift issues but just more robust and larger especially seeing the amazing work that's done with some of the xbox official and unofficial controllers like the scuff controllers and things like that um also, things like the PS5 DualSense haptic feedback and dynamic trigger effects. Now, I'll admit that that's a very Sony-centric thing, yeah. but just any kind of um, you know drip feed of that technology to come into other systems. And Nintendo, it seems like a very Nintendo thing. See, if, that kind of... if they released a mini portable PS5, then I'd be well up for that. It's like one which had the kind of DualSense um, uh, controllers... But played PS5, uh, PS5 games, and you could play in your hand. Technically, I'd be wet. that exists. I don't think so. I don't think it so. does. Something like the the Rog Ally, which is more powerful than the Steam Deck, is not quite PS5 power, but close, uh, closer than anything else you'll get. But it'll be a lot more of a, 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 a janky experience. Yeah. Even so, even more so than than something like the Steam Deck. Um, I, was, I was slightly joking about the PlayStation Portal again, but um, but uh, but actually the Steam Deck is really the MVP here because it's because yeah. it's so well. I haven't even played with it, but 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 it's amazing what it achieves. It's it's it stands out among even the more powerful handhelds that are now coming out like the Rog because um, because it's based off Linux and it's based off its own kind of operating system. It's um, very flexible. The control system is pretty everything's awesome. Everything's sort of inbuilt. Everything, yeah, everything's purpose made for that hardware, much like Apple does. Yeah, uh, it has tons of customization. Um, it's it's just great. Whereas something like the Rog Ally is is a PC. You, yeah. you boot it up into Windows, which is ugly and a weird way of doing things. Sorry again, don't at me. Um, and also, there are lots of compatibility and little issues that that PC users generally have to deal with, yeah. whereas this um, the Steam Deck doesn't doesn't come across as much. Um, so, yeah, so with the Switch, better controls. Um, also, this is very unlikely, but I'd like a smaller form factor. I love the Steam Deck, but it's too clunky. I love the Switch, but after going back to things like the PS Vita and Game Boy Advance, and, and sometimes the Switch Lite, I, I'd like the large screens, but I'd like smaller kind of body smaller you know smaller profiles smaller hardware i miss again we wouldn't do this but i miss clamshell designs i don't think we could go back to them now but i love how they protect the screen i love clamshell designs in general i think that's why i like laptops so much um so yeah any kind of evolution of that um uh, shape uh, of, of the body would be great um i mean my biggest worry with how the switch how well the Switch has done is that Nintendo won't bother to innovate and they'll just put the most basic updates um, and not even the ones we all want, like a much more powerful CPU and a much nicer screen. I think they'll just do not the bare basics, um, which is a shame because, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see uh, and more put powerful some hardware. And bizarre in thing in there, like like extra yes. Amiibo and, and Labo support oh, or something yeah, like that, that. That would be daft. But one thing, again, going back to one of the things... 
I've always loved about Nintendo and one of the things I really like about them is they do these weird left field things that on paper or yeah. when someone says to them to you before it comes out you're like why would anyone want that like you know a, a console that docks from handheld into into a uh, con- uh, home machine you'd go yeah. oh, why or oh this one uses motion controls you'd go why but when you actually try it and when you actually experience it you're like oh this is this is insane again not to use the same term but this is game changing you know yeah. like they've there's a reason they they go for these kind of gimmicks and it doesn't always land but my god when it does the wii is one of the best selling consoles ever yeah the game boy was for a very long time um the switch literally saved them from circling the drain you know yeah so it'd be interesting if they don't i think Possibly that's one of the things Nintendo are waiting for. They're, they're trying to come up with a new gimmick or innovation because that just a revised hardware, I think, means we won't get a new console. We'll get a Switch Pro or we'll get a Switch. Yeah. Uh, much like the, the new 3DS and, and all the, their iterations, it'll just be a new iteration of Switch. So it'll yeah. be called, like, the which new Switch. Which is fine. Which is fine. Which we all want. Uh, like, I bought the OLED, and yeah. as we've said many a time, a switch with improved hardware we'd all love question when are you expecting it out and 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 what do you anticipate for launch uh, for launch lineup like Oof. one or two games launch lineup will be pretty bare bones i think we might see odyssey come with it but then they'll put a bunch of remasters in because they've got such a backlog to go through and it's easier work so they'll probably we'll probably see like a Zelda but it won't be a mainline title it'll be like a it'll be a remaster of I don't know something like a Link to the Past HD <laughs> maybe not a Link to the Past but actually <laughs> funny you say that I was literally just thinking of Mirror Between Worlds or Link Between Worlds sorry. oh yeah um, so something like that maybe or we've done Majora's Wind Waker, they've been holding that one back forever. Or Twilight Princess, because graphically, if they did upgrade it in, in any kind of significant way, that would be a good seller. Um, yeah, I think it would be something like that. Then maybe Metroid, but the newer one. And yeah, that's off the top of my head what I would assume a lineup would be. It, it would be Mario to launch it, and possibly a new Mario Kart, actually, because they're. they're totally ready um eight's been going forever so they're still releasing the new tracks on eights oh yeah but it's what the last run are coming so and the tracks can always be poured over in fact if anything they'll just dlc it and make us pay for buying the same tracks over and over again maybe when they have if they have any kind of innovation to to mario kart i.e a new um gimmick to that as well they don't always to be fair it might just be it might just be technically better. I don't think we'll see a Smash Brothers for a very, very long time. Um, Kirby? No. It's not Kirby came out, was it last year? Yeah, and unless not. Kirby's not a big, big seller. I don't no. know, it'd have to be something big. Maybe Fire Emblem, maybe. It's not one of their biggest titles, but maybe. Pokemon, quite likely. That seems to be a yearly thing. Star Fox? Could there be a secret Star Fox? No. Maybe. They've, they're always beavering on weird things in the background, so who knows? Yeah. Although, and when when did, when did you say you'd expect it? 
end of 2020 uh, announced end of 2024 beginning of 2025 announced announced so not released they, they have no need like until nintendo annoy me in the sense that they won't do something until they have to so as long as the nintendo switch is still selling it has to literally either go slow down to a trickle or stop dead then and the only thing that kind of throws that out the window is if the new Switch isn't a new console completely and it's just a reiteration, then maybe I'd say end of 2024. But it won't be the jumping hardware we're expecting. It, it might have a slightly better CPU, slightly better battery, slightly better screen, but it'll be a Switch. Interesting. I would expect end of... Well, I was expecting end of 2024. I'd, I'd expect announced like March, not March next year, and out you know Christmassy time. But Depends I think your your reasoning is is very sound. I think a iteration is much more likely, especially again how well the things like the OLED and the light did. <clears throat> um, so like a Switch Pro, basically. Hmm. But I don't know what they would do to it because that wouldn't take it. They can't do too much because otherwise it gets too far from the switch itself. Um, unless they've made a home console only version that isn't a handheld and then really beef the hardware. But I can't see that happening because then no. it's not a switch. Then again, they said that about the switch light. I still don't think it's likely though. It would make sense for them to, yeah, to do a kind of proper PS5 Pro kind of thing and PS4 Pro kind of thing or whatever it is. Mm. and have it because the OLED it didn't do anything to the games it was just it was mainly the screen right it's the screen and it had slightly improved internal memory it doubled the internal memory and it had a more efficient chip right so same it... power but lower um, but more efficient so that's what improved the battery life the battery didn't actually change just the efficiency of the chip could make the battery last longer yeah so 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 if they but if they beef up the actual specs of the of, of the console then they can do kind of hidden you know uh, upgrades in the in the um in their first party titles a few of their first party titles or get you there's, to upgrade them for a, this talk a, a among developers sorry to interrupt you there's no talk problem. among developers of making their games upscale to, yeah to, Exactly this. to 4k and a lot of the way the switch hardware works is quite clever in the way that it, it can make games scale up and down so it'd be really fascinating if they build an iteration that has more margin marginally better hardware but you could basically play all the games you're playing now you could play Breath exactly. of the Wild, but loading time would be i'd be quite annoyed if i lost all, all the games i've got now oh yeah I and they they started from scratch which obviously you know they've done repeatedly so you kind of expect it of Nintendo, but um, well, you can't play Wii U stuff on on Switch, and then you they no, make you, you buy it all GameCube again. You can play GameCube on Wii, and you can play DS on 3DS. Yes, just. So I think I think one gen is the best you'll get for backwards compatibility. Oh yeah, by the way, I, I'm, the I'm only wanting make? one gen because you Same. know that whole that whole gen is six years. It's, and it's the one we're most invested in. But and and I've got all the digital games for it. That's the downside. If the hardware is a big enough jump, it won't be backwards compatible. No. Because 
they'd have to essentially put I a don't, switch I inside. don't think it will be a bit. I, I think they'll do another ecosystem play. I think you're right. It'll be beefed up, but, but then... Uh, so, so the they'll be able switch, to play see. play the Switch ones, play, play the Switch games. It's just it, it, they won't be optimized in any way. I think the next Switch we see, is, as we've said, will be an iteration. But after that, whether it's a few years or five years or ten years, yeah. then it'll be an entirely new system with entirely new hardware and an entirely new gimmick. Like not even the TV to handheld. It might even go back to this is our home console, this is our handheld again kind of depends what 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 switch what nintendo are doing at the time um well by that point that they'll, be... they'll have paired up with Neuralink and we'll get the proper robocop version of uh of nintendo buried in well, our heads you say that but they're not that high tech as a company and that's that's kind of the takeaway from a lot of the thing I've, things i've been saying it will be the technology from 10 years ago and joking aside, if you look at all the things that were big about 10 years ago, that's what Nintendo do. So, like, yeah, downloading games had started round about then. Okay, cool. That's what the Switch does. But it doesn't... The, the shop and the UI are terrible. Yeah. So the next iteration will have better UI, better shop, better optimizations, yeah. better... I hope yeah, so. Like They're that. better. But, but do you know what I mean? Like all the things yeah. that that became standard quite a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 they're they're still insanely slow, and they they just don't take the message. Okay, let's wrap this up. So Nintendo. Okay, uh, tell me what year is um Legend of Zelda film going to come out? <laughs> uh, it's going to be a three D film, which is a shame because everyone would want to see a drawn. You know, animated one. Sure, I want to see a whole Studio like ninety-minute minute film in in two D animated. Oh, I, I want to see Studio side Ghibli scrolling do it. or, or, or isometric. You want to oh. see who do it? Studio Ghibli. I want it to be mm. like a beautifully hand-drawn thing that looks like you know, nah. uh, Spirited Away or Princess Mononoke. I think that would be it. But they won't. It'll be three D. That look like the world the Dragon Quest film. That already. We don't. You don't need the non-interactive version of that. Twenty twenty-eight. Yeah, I was thinking 2027. Let's see. Yeah, it'll be 2028, and it will have probably um, what's his name, Tom, Tom Spider Man. Holland. Tom Holland as Link. Oh God. I think he'd be a good fit as long as he still sounds youthful by 2028, which he might not. Maybe not. He, in English, he has a ever so slightly Cockney accent, which would that, be or, um, and that, that might, might actually be quite nice. Uh, Chris Pratt kind of Gannon, that'd be actually quite funny or maybe they'll get Jack Black back <sighs> he was so good he was so good I think he's Bowser forever now oh uh, yes. one other thing that we didn't go on to and maybe we'll talk about another time is Charles Montanet as well not as Mario oh yeah anymore. the news That's so sad and they did actually announce the, the new person nope yeah they did did they he, yeah he announced himself on Twitter Oh, yeah, but they didn't make a thing out of it, which makes me think they don't want someone to become an icon like Charles Martinet did because he essentially they could have renegotiate. Exactly, exactly. So I think they just want a new person every time. I think that's what they're going to try and do so it's, no one can get attached. That's it, pretty dastardly of Nintendo. Yeah, it's pretty evil and corporate, and I love Nintendo to bits, but they're a company, and companies are the root of all evil. Don't at me. It's a strong ending. That's <laughs> what we'll call this episode. Don't at me. Don't, don't at me. Companies oh. are readable evil. Uh, fine. Uh, that that would be interesting if they bother doing that. 
let's see right you can contact us at uh, on twitter at at x drive megabox oh, i said twitter and what i mean to say is that x twitter slash x yeah, yeah. Uh, or instagram also at at x drive megabox yeah uh, you can send us your feedback or requests at to xdrivemegabox at gmail.com and also please rate us on Apple Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts it really helps people get to hear our lovely voices it helps us make more episodes you can also listen to us at Spotify and Google and all the places and, uh, we've got to do one of these in person as well yes oh my goodness might be a bit easier yes and uh, and and thank you listeners for listening and I look forward to seeing you next time thanks love you bye